0: A record fine in a children's privacy case, YouTube will pay a 170 million dollar fine and limit ads on kids videos in order to settle claims that the company collected children's personal data without their parents' consent, violating children's privacy laws. Joining me is Eric Goldman, director of the High Tech Law Institute and professor at Santa Clara University Law School. So, Eric, this fine is the largest the FTC has leveled against Google, but it pales in comparison to the $5 billion fine the FTC imposed against Facebook this year. And two FTC commissioners thought it wasn't enough. What's your take?
1: My take is that despite the fact that Google and Facebook make so much money, the FTC is really breaking some new ground here. Uh, The size of the fine that the FTC is imposing dwarfs anything that anyone's ever been able to get from Google for privacy violations. So I think that the FTC should be pretty pleased with itself that it's made as much progress as it has.
0: Let's talk about the compliance part of the settlement, which may hamper YouTube's ability to sell ads. What did YouTube agree to do?
1: Well, among other things, they they agreed to basically try to find automatically what channels are directed towards children using algorithms and machine learning to do so. And from my perspective, that's a really unprecedented move. Um, We haven't historically seen Internet companies required to prospectively look for material that's directed towards children. So this is a pretty major development, both from a regulatory standpoint as well as from a machine learning and algorithm standpoint.
0: Will it work? Will they be able to find the content?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. Um, And that's a question that we probably ought to have a checkpoint on in a few years and revisit. We know that machine learning is getting pretty good, but really trying to reduce what's going to appeal to children doesn't strike me as the easiest type of thing to train an algorithm to do.
0: And what about the ads that YouTube would be selling in connection with children's programming? Will it still be able to target children and their practices?
1: Well, among other things, it's required to flush all the data that it's gathered that the FTC believes is ill gotten. So that's going to hamper its ability to use the legacy data and is prohibited from continuing to do that in the future.
0: Google and other tech giants, as we've discussed before, have faced these fines over practices also involving children. And Google's under a 2011 agreement with the FTC that it was fined in 2012 for violating. So, how much can we trust? in this particular agreement?
1: Well, that's an interesting question, because on the one hand, there's good reason to believe that there are other privacy violations google has committed and really there's no there's no limit to where our imagination could take us with the crazy things that google might be doing on the other hand this is an example that between the ftc's fine of facebook and the fine here of google that the ftc is paying attention to these questions and they are our champions as consumers so on the one hand i'm nervous about all the crazy things that could be taking place on the other hand I'm comforted that we know that the FTC is paying attention.
0: Investigation. is this an indication of the growing pressure that big tech may face in its practices with minors?
1: Unquestionably, uh, there's a lot of interest in how internet companies are interacting with minors, and that's a global phenomenon. Everyone is concerned about the impact of technology on minors. I don't think that the FTC is in a unique position that way. I think that they are also interested in it, but they are given this special authority by Congress under the law that the FTC enforced here. And so I think that the FTC feels a responsibility to be proactively looking for ways to protect children online. So I I do see this as part of a larger trend, but I don't think that this particular settlement is anything unusual. This is what the FTC has been asked to do and, and is doing.
0: And what about practices of Facebook and Amazon that have been critiqued?
1: Yeah, I don't have any unique insights about that, but I do think that it is time to ask some of those questions. Are there things that are hurting kids that we need to be protecting? Amazon's in a slightly different position because, in theory, in order to be making acquisitions on Amazon, you need a credit card, which kids ordinarily aren't supposed to have, although increasingly they probably are. But certainly, Facebook has tried in the past to screen out underage users. They, in fact, did a deal a decade ago that was designed to keep the under-13 users from accessing the service. The reality, of course, is that we know that there are underage users on Facebook. And so because of that generalized knowledge that facebook has there's some risks that they're going to have to do more to keep the kids off and keep any remaining kids safe
0: the big question that i've been thinking about as we've discussed this is can anything work if the parents aren't involved in policing their children
1: i don't even know what that means anymore to be honest (laughs) with you um you know watching what
0: they do on the internet
1: so I have kids uh, – my children are 17 and 14, so they're a really perfect age for me to answer this question. On the one hand, I am nervous about where they're going online if they understand the consequences of that. And uh, unquestionably, with my conversation with them, I've seen some examples where that's not the case. However – I also want them to have some freedom. It's their time to explore and to grow and to make choices, some of which won't be great as part of their learning process. I'm really stuck as a parent about what to do. I know I need to be involved with what they do, but, but I can't be too involved. And that's a tough balance to strike.
0: It is. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Eric. That's Eric Goldman. He's director of the High Tech Law Institute and a professor at Santa Clara University Law School.